Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining us to talk more on the state of the Jets and this upcoming Jets versus Eagles matchup. Easy Jets insider for SNY. Also the host of SNY's new digital series, Jets Class. He is Connor Hughes. Connor, CP the Franchise here. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Uh, uh, well... Ah, better than than most Jets fans right now because on the eve of a uh, of a anticipated matchup between the Jets and the Eagles, you had the news come out today that Sauce Gardner is going to be missing this game with a concussion. So now this Jets secondary is now uh, depleted. Um, you know how how does this defense recover with their top two corners out at the moment? Well, it's it's going to be a challenge because you're basically going to have Bryce Hall, who's the Jets' number four corner, on one side, and then Craig James or a practice squad guy on the other, uh, going up against a pretty high-powered Eagles passing attack with Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, and, oh, yeah, Jalen Hurts as your quarterback. So uh, I think what makes this most challenging for the Jets is that if they were down just one guy, you can kind of mask and hide one corner because they did it last week against the Broncos. They were down D.J. Reed. Paul's out there. They can shade safety help their way. Uh, when you're down both of your corners and you're now at this substantial of a talent disadvantage there, the only thing you can really do to hide those guys is similar to what Robert Stahl and Jeff Ulbert did their first year before they signed DJ Reed and before they drafted Sauce Gardner, and that's, a, and that's you just play an absolute abundance of cover two. Sometimes that can work against certain teams. The Philadelphia Eagles are not really a team that that's going to work against because if you want to play coverage, if you want to take – those guys that would be down there in the box near the line of scrimmage and play them deep because you're afraid of Brown and Smith, well, these guys are more than capable with that offensive line of just running it down your throat. So it's kind of a combination of, of bad luck at a really, really bad time because this is not the team you want to play uh, dealing with those injuries. Now, before today, the, the Gardner injury was listed as an illness and he was questionable. Today, it's concussion, and, and some Jets fans were, were kind of questioning Robert Sala. Is he being transparent enough in terms of the injury report? Did you see anything awry with in terms of how this was handled or reported? No, it's, no, it's, it's nothing like that. Again, with the, the concussion protocol, it's, it's an interesting um, – it, it, it's, it's so tricky now, right? I mean, I think back to, like, when I was a kid playing like Madden 2003, 2004, and a player would have a concussion and you could put them right back in the game and it didn't matter. And now we're all these years later and it's just such a hot button topic. It's such a serious injury. It's so, uh, obviously with the concussion crisis that the league dealt with so many years ago, it's not something you can mess around with. So 
you have guys who have delayed symptoms. And the thing is, is that once they experience any of those symptoms with headache being one of them, once they report that to the team, they report that to the medical personnel, they are put into the concussion protocol. They don't have to have a headache on Monday. They don't have to have a headache on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They can have a headache on Friday and that immediately puts them into the concussion protocol. And it's going to take days for them to clear the concussion protocol because there are all of these steps that they need to get through. I think with Gardner, this is just an unfortunate luck on his part where some of his symptoms, his concussion-like symptoms that he experienced, they were delayed and they came so late in the, late in the week that basically there's no way that he can clear all of the, uh, clear the entire concussion protocol to be able to play on Sunday. But no, it's like I've, I've known Robert and I, he definitely will try to use the injury report to his advantage. He's done it in the past, certainly, but this is not one of those examples. He wasn't playing coy with, with sauce Gardner or anything like that. He wasn't trying to, to hide anything with this one. This really was something that just came on late in the week. Once again, we're talking to Jets insider Connor Hughes of SNY TV, CP the franchise here on WFAN, uh, previewing the Jets and Eagles matchup. Connor, on the other side of the football, more injuries with Elijah Vera Tucker having been yep. injured in this Broncos game. What's the adjustment that Sala and Hackett are going to make to this offensive line to try to contain this Eagles front? Well, immediately it's probably going to be Max Mitchell out there. So you're going to have you know, Max just takes the spot at right tackle. I think where it's going to be very interesting uh, is after the bye, because going into that Giants game, that's when uh, um, Dwayne Brown Brown. uh, began the season as the Jets' left tackle. He's eligible to come off the short-term injured reserve. Uh, He can come off of that, be reinserted into the lineup. And the one thing that we've heard the Jets talk about over and over and over again is that they want to find a way to get their five best offensive linemen on the field. Um, That was one of the reasons why, when they lost Wayne Brown, they kicked Elijah Vera Tucker, who they believe has all pro potential at guard, to tackle because, again, it opened up the possibility of getting their best players on the field. Uh, I think, honestly, if this truly is about protect, 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 considering some of the issues that Billy Turner had at offensive tackle for the Jets and Max Mitchell had at offensive tackle for the Jets, when they were filling in for Dwayne Brown and Mekhi Becton at different points this offseason, I do genuinely believe that going into that Giants game, once Dwayne Brown is able to play, maybe it's the Giants game, maybe it's the week after, they'll put Dwayne Brown back at left tackle. They'll put Mekhi Becton at right tackle. And then you'll go Titman guard, Tomlinson guard, and Connor McGovern center, and you at least get now your five best offensive linemen back on the field. I know some Jet fans are a little ornery and worked up over, oh, Dwayne Brown, Dwayne Brown, Dwayne Brown. Look, Dwayne Brown executed the play that Aaron Rodgers got hurt the way that he was supposed to execute it. It's a cut block then I'm sorry, there are maybe one or two offensive tackles in the entire NFL that are capable of slowing down Micah Parsons week two. Dwayne Brown is a fully capable starting offensive lineman in the NFL. He just got a bad break in the opener and then a really bad matchup with Micah Parsons in week two. He, he can still play in this league, and he'll help solidify that Jets offensive line the moment he's healthy. The, the most important part of this equation for tomorrow, Connor, is going to be Zach Wilson. And mm-hmm. the Jets have been talking him up, and, and Hackett has been uh, speaking on his progression. A lot of former quarterbacks speaking on his improvements in the pocket and, and things of that nature. And, and Hackett spoke on the, the fact that it, it's a transition period for Zach in terms of picking up this offense and, and learning new things. This isn't Aaron Rodgers who can just go out there and be the coaching coordinator on the field and, and just run and gun in this offense. But against this Eagle team, I feel like Wilson's going to have to air it out. I mean, he, he he's not going to ha- he's not going to be able to be a a game manager. He's going to have to be way better 
than he played last week against the Broncos and even better than he played against the Chiefs. What do you see as the Jets' potential game plan here against this Eagles defense as they're, they're undermanned and, and outgunned? Yeah, I think, the, I think the Jets went into that Bronco game and they realized that they were at a coaching advantage and a talent advantage than Denver and that basically as long as they didn't lose the game, they were going to win the game. You know what I mean? Like, like they, they had the advantage where they just couldn't make the back-breaking mistake. And if you look at the way that they called that game offensively, it was very, very passive. It was very, very playing, not lose. It was the complete opposite of how they played against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday or Monday Night Football, whatever one that one was. Uh, all these weeks now kind of blend together. But it was the opposite of that. And I think there was probably some criticism heard for that, you know, the 0 for 5 in the red zone, some of the tendency just going run, run, pass, punt, just being okay with the punt. You know, it's, again, it can work against a team like Denver, who might be one of the two or three worst teams in the entire NFL. That's not going to work against a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's almost like going back to that offensive game plan they had against the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, I know you can say, like, you expect more from Zach. You want even more than what he showed against the Chiefs. I think if he can go out there and play as he did against the Chiefs, the Jets will take that day in and day out every single Sunday. I think they, they've come to grips with the fact and they realize that this guy's never going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's never going to be an all-pro Pro Bowl quarterback. It's just about getting him to the point where he is a player that they can win with and not win in spite of. When you have teams like the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town, you can't win in spite of your quarterback. They are just too talented on every at every single position at all different levels of that team, offense, defense, special teams, even on the sideline with that coaching staff, that it really does come down to just having Zach Wilson contribute and having Zach Wilson not make those massive mistakes and having Zach Wilson be not the dead weight that he had been at different points in his career. And, and I think that's what the Jets are going to hope to do. And, and look, if the Eagles want to sell out to try to stop Brees Hall and put a bunch of guys in the box, the Jets can't be content just running it right into that for games of two or three yards and then punting on fourth down after an incompletion on third. They have to be aggressive. They have to use the play-action pass into their advantage, and I think they will uh, this week, very similar to how they did against the Chiefs. That will be as successful. I don't know, but I think you'll see this team be much more aggressive on offense because they have to be. CP the Franchise here talking Jets with Jets insider Connor Hughes of SNY TV. And Connor, again, against this this Eagles team, this Jets team is going to be in an uphill battle. Obviously, is there any facet of this game that you feel like this Jets team can potentially exploit in this matchup tomorrow against the Eagles? Well, I mean, it's, it's tough because the, the strength of this Jets team uh, is their defensive line. Well, the Eagles have arguably the best offense. It might not even be an argument of uh, the best offensive line in the NFL. But I think the one place that the Jets might be able to, to make some plays, and again, it comes down to Zach Wilson having a, having an advantage, but uh, Darius Light being out outside, I mean, that guy is, is one of the league's better corners. I mean, we saw last year in that uh, week two or three game the Eagles had against the Minnesota Vikings, he took Justin Jefferson completely out of the game. I mean, that's how good that guy is. He's not going to be playing for the Eagles on Sunday. And I think that might be an opportunity for Garrett Wilson to get going. You know, James Bradbury is a solid player, but he's not he's – not, and and I think Ronald Darby they've got as well. They just called up. They're going to be using him again. He's he's not play. You know what I mean. So I think there will be opportunities for Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, maybe even uh, Xavier Gibson if he plays. The Jets can get him in there. The Jets really like how that kid's coming along. The undrafted rookie. I think there will be opportunities for them to make plays in the secondary. It's just a matter of 
can Garrett Wilson get it there? And then, or I'm sorry, can Zach Wilson get it there? And then aside from that, will Zach Wilson have the ability to get it there? Because the Jets offensive line, it, it was coming together a little bit when they had Elijah Barrett Tucker. When they lost Barrett Tucker, that's a big blow. I mean, he is this team's best offensive lineman. And this Eagles pass rush, even without Jalen Carter, they're, they're pretty freaking good. So I think, I think keeping Zach Wilson upright is, is going to be a tall task. But if the Jets can do that, if they can give Zach Wilson some time, I think they'll be able to attack a bit in the secondary uh, just because they're down to people as well, Philadelphia is. And, and, and Conklin seems like he's been Wilson's kind of safety blanket over these past sure. couple of games. 50-plus uh, yards in, in three out of the last four games. Well, what do you think about Conklin's, uh, uh, the tight end Conklin's matchup against the Eagles? Yeah, safety valve, right? I mean, I, I think that's definitely something that they can look to exploit. You know, that, that's just one of the things that, that Zach sometimes would, would have issues with early in his career. And, and it was, he was always looking for the perfect play. And he was always looking for the big play. And he was always looking for the home run. And he needed to learn and he's done a much much better job of this this year, is that maybe that home run's not there. Maybe if that big play is not there. Maybe if the perfect play isn't there, just dump it down to your safety valve and just get three, four, five, six yards. Like, that's fine, especially on first and second down. That sets up a manageable third. And usually when he goes to check down, he's looking towards Tyler Conklin. So uh, I think that safety valve, that safety blanket, I think that'll be uh, some, definitely something the Jets can look to exploit, especially as that pass rush starts getting early. Is just get the ball out of Zach's hands quick. And as his team tries to tread water, number 12, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's shedding the, the, the crutches. He, he's talking a potential comeback here this season. Where do you think the organization, what do you think they feel about Rodgers' progress and his potential to come back? I mean, that's unheard of for a guy 39 years old. Yeah, that's a, yeah. His his game plan isn't come back for the playoffs. His his game plan's come back for for the regular season. Like he he thinks that that's 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 a, a realistic goal for him. Uh, but again, he's he's also trying to do something that that no one has ever done before. So I mean, that's that's obviously you know high standards. Um, look, the the Jets they very much realize that their hopes of making a run in the playoffs, their hopes of maybe even getting to a Super Bowl, it's it's not going to happen. Uh, with Zach Wilson. It's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers under center or behind center. And the faster they can get him back, as long as it's not going to risk Rodgers' long-term uh, health, as long as it's not going to risk him potentially getting re-injured, and then, oh, now not, not only did you not have him this year, you're not having him next year as well, they'll put him out there. Because you know I do think there is some added pressure this year more than ever before for Robert Sala, this mm. year more than ever before for Joe Douglas, where – they can't just keep like churning out five, six, seven win seasons and expect to keep their jobs. That that's just that's not how the NFL works. That's not how Woody Johnson works. So the sooner they can get him back, the sooner they can make a run, the sooner that they can win some games and maybe even a playoff game with him under center to to show that there is still a legitimate future with this team. They're going to do it. So with that being said, and and once again, CP the franchise here talking to Jets insider Connor Hughes of SNY TV. With that being said. On the heels of this report out of Minnesota that Cousins isn't isn't intending to waive his no trade clause to leave the Vikings, how aggressive do you see the Jets? Like like if Wilson goes out and just implodes against Philadelphia, yeah, how aggressive do you think the Jets will be in terms of either finding? a replacement to hold it down until Rodgers gets back or, or, or just another QB to add to the depth chart in case Wilson takes a couple more steps back. 
I don't. I, I think your quarterback is Trevor Simeon, the, the yeah. guy they already signed. I mean, I, I don't see uh, a trade for Kirk Cousins. I never thought that was realistic. I mean, I, I think the, the, the part of this that people need to realize is that uh, Woody Johnson, the Jets owner, he's he put out a lot of money for Aaron Rodgers. This is after yeah. Woody Johnson put out a lot of money for Zach Wilson. They're paying the guy's the number two pick in the draft. They're paying him a lot of money. Yeah. It's to go get Kirk Cousins. That's another chunk of change that's coming out of Woody Johnson's pocket. And I think some of this might be him looking around and looking at Joe and looking at Robert and being like, look, I've invested into the quarterback position. Like, make this work. Like, we're, we're, this isn't just an empty, you know, an, an open checkbook, a blank check, just go do whatever you got to do. It's not how this works. I mean, the money has to come from somewhere. And the Jets are already in this year. I think they're number one in the league in spending, if I'm not mistaken, mm. this year in player salaries. So, I really don't think that's something they're going to go out there and do. But the other thing to think about this too, man, is that you go out there and get Kirk Cousins, you're talking about two, maybe he can play in two weeks, three weeks, but then he's probably not going to have the full playbook under wraps until five or six weeks. This, this offense that Nathaniel Hackett runs, it's complicated. You know, it is. It is a complicated scheme. There's no one out there right now that's available that has, uh, that, that is like a legitimate option of quarterback that has an, an experience of working with him before where it'd be a nice little plug and play opportunity. So I think the Jets are going to roll this one or roll through with this one with Zach. Mm. Uh, and if they are going to make a change, it'll be probably someone like Trevor Simeon. And with that being said, the Jets fan listening right now just open up their draw to, to look for the Tums because yeah. uh, well, their schedule does get easier though. Like that, that's the thing is I talked about this on Jets class this week is that. They do it. They like their schedule. This was the gauntlet. Like the weeks one through six, like this was going into the bye where their schedule was hell. It was murderer's row. After this, you've got games against the Giants, Washington, New England again, uh, Atlanta, Houston. Neither of those teams are very good. You've got the Chargers in your building. And we know that team with, with Staley, like they're all, I know Herbert's a stud, but like they're up and down with what they win, what they do, don't do. I mean, there are games there that they can steal, even with Zach Wilson under center. They just needed to survive this beginning stretch. Three and three going into the bye. That, that, that feels a lot better than two and four, but even a two and four this season's not over, uh, not, with, not with the way the back half of the schedule looks. For sure, man. And once again, CP the franchise here. We're talking to Jets insider Connor Hughes for SNY TV, also the host of SNY's new digital series, Jets Class. Connor, tell the people what they can expect from this new show. Dude, I love it, man. I love it. So SMY is finally giving me my own show. It's crazy if that sounds. We're doing uh, everything. There, there's, there's debates on that. We've got player interviews on that. We have some fun with, with some of my crazy antics and all that other stuff. You guys can find it uh, all over SMY's digital platforms. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, just look up Jets Class, and you guys can watch it there. And then they also put it, like I said, all over their Twitter and things like that. So it's, it's a blast, and I hope you guys enjoy watching it. Absolutely, man. Well, best of luck on the new endeavors. Uh, continued success as you cover uh, Gang Green here, and hopefully we can talk again soon. 100%, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.